0: Man, it's funny how like in, in um the the book Warriors Don't Cry is about um one of the young ladies that was in the uh, uh, Little Rock Nine, Arkansas integration school, and she talked about how her. her father, you know, he lost his employment when they tried to integrate the schools, and when he lost his employment, they had to move in with her grandmother, her mother's mother. And her grandmama just nagged the hell out of that man for not having a job, nagged until he left. You know <laughs> You see what I'm going with this shit? And that's the problem, right? Well, so the grandma
1: stepped in and be like, You got my baby out here living back at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's the shit. What you Harvey? That's slippery slope. That's the
2: shit. Have
1: you ever read a good book that was thought provoking and wanted to share it with your friends? Well, you come to the right place because that's what we do here. Welcome to the Bruzz Bookshelf. With your hosts, Lennon Givens, Walter Atkins,
0: and Dr. Harvey Hinton III. A real talk book review podcast where we give you our raw commentary on our thoughts. Enjoy.
1: My wife, Dr. Teresa Givens, is back with us as we continue to review Dr. Gary Chapman's The Five Love Languages, The Secret to Love That Lasts." This week's podcast, we will cover acts of service and physical touch. Enjoy. Acts of service. How many of you guys express your love like that?
0: I know I do. I mean, I think yeah, that's... I, I do yeah. because of the fact that,
1: I mean, originally, I mean, as a man growing up, I, I just thought, you know, a guy supposed to provide, uh, supposed to, uh know, teach, make provisions, you know what I mean? So, my dad was a producer. Producer, and he also provided for the for the households. But it, it's providing an acts of service. So, my interpretation of acts of service is if something that your spouse has to do. There's something that needs to be done. Then you would step in and do it for them or help them to try to kind of like lighten that load up, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so acts of service is if your wife is in there cleaning up and you know, she has a lot of head, you just jump in there and you start helping her out or acts of service is if your wife is driving in a car and her tires are ball. You just take her car and you give her your, your vehicle and then you go get her some some new tires and you get her oil change and the car wash and you give it back to her with new tires, oil change, wash with a oil tank of gas. And you don't complain about this. She keeps it dirty. You know, acts of service. When our people come into town, you help host, things like that. That's the way I express my love language. I fix things around the house. I um uh, I make sure all the vehicles are running. I gas them up on Sundays, and wash them every Sunday. You know that's how I do. And I think that I'm helping my wife out. I wash clothes. She cooks. I wash the dishes. I kind of like you know do two things at one time. We we talk. We do quality time. We do acts of service together.
0: Yeah, I think it, I think my communicate mine a little different than yours though. <laughs> I think um you you want to show people that you, you can provide for them or you can do things for them to lift, to lift their load. Sometimes it's difficult, man, because independent people want to do things for themselves or want to do things their kind of way. And sometimes you have to, how much do you want to adjust to learn their way versus just let them do it their way because it's easier to let them do it their way and you just become a cheerleader. So you just don't always have to do for people sometimes. Sometimes you just have to step aside. But I do think that, um, you know, serving is is very important. That's it's, it's definitely an act of love. You know, I think service is leadership. And leadership is service. So I think that's all part of loving somebody. So, um, but when you do it, but when you do it, though, and you expect that somebody to pat you on the back because you need that word of affirmation, that's when the shit get rocky road. You know, it's like I did this for you and you ain't say thank you or you ain't even notice. Or all you did was talk about the next thing. Like, you know, what I mean, that, <laughs> you, know, you can't never satisfy. I just keep doing this and I keep doing this and I keep doing this. I mean, that that's the expectation part of it is when you got to, you got to temper yourself.
2: Well, that's all true too, but what else, you know, I guess where, where, where does that lead? That expectation.
0: And that's the thing you gotta, you gotta make that determination on yourself. That's the part of you know making the adjustment of choice. You know, it you know why why did I express this service? Mm-hmm. I did it for myself. You know, if I really if I'm really doing it, expecting this person to do something for me, one point this person gonna let me down. They're not gonna do it, and then am I gonna feel happy that I did it, or is it gonna be? And see, that's what slaving is. That's what a real slave is. It's really, you know, surrendering. And I think that's what marriage to me, or these relationships are, are really about. It is it surrendering, is, to, a that's that's surrendering to a person, surrendering to a person, submit know, total, total submission.
2: Yeah, submitting, it's total submission. We, I think that that's part of you know we have issues with that word. Um, you know, a lot of people have it taken out of their mouth. They they have the word. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's hard, man. It's hard. Man. I think. I think it's unfortunate that we look at it from a male. Dominant standpoint and think that that's what It's about her submitting to it's, our ways right. That's not it But you
2: have to also that is
0: think not, about
2: it In, it's
0: not in the it. sense
2: of <laughs> You know what a lot of people say you know And I, I know people don't like you know want to go Into the bible or whatever but you Just think about a different type of Submission and then You're okay with it But then you have the whole World View of it and you know I guess I started this with saying you know, traditional and I'm not really the traditional yeah, this, a traditional that, woman. Yeah.
0: That's why I started laughing. That's why I started laughing. I didn't think your tradition mm-hmm. was traditional enough. I thought your tradition was some contemporary mm-hmm. made up shit. You know, I didn't think that's what traditional woman was about at all. But that's, that's, that's the frame of reference. Most it can, people be, it can land be interesting so, because, I mean, you, know, you
2: know, what's again, <laughs> relevance, is it's america that's the whole american thing is you know relevance to what you're talking about and then you know the perception everybody has on something else Then you got body language to go along with it so you have a million things going on at once and just trying to convey a message and it gets really convoluted
0: in a capitalist society money motivates and money drives and we're more and more capital we're more and more in 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 money right now and so i get the gift that doesn't cost money i understand that but the gift that of money is what's gonna get you get 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 the person to stay with you you know what i'm saying when you don't have that money it, it's not gonna be the same and it's, it's gonna take a different type of love i seen one time in a church in Indiana, I seen a white family coming to the homeless shelter. And I was like, Damn. Like I'd never seen like a whole family, like the man, I was like, damn, would a black woman stay with a white a black man in the homeless shelter? Would she leave and be like, I can do better by myself. I, mean, I get it. I don't it, mean to but, you know <laughs> I've always well, we I've always wondered that. Hard. And I've always, I don't, I don't, I'm always not been sure. my fear that's always been my fear. And I was like, man, my wife will leave my ass. <laughs> no, I, I know eventually. it, I know it, I know it, I know eventually. it. So let me get my shit but, right. I mean, we don't
2: know. do it right off the bat. <laughs> She's not putting up with my shit, dog. I know that.
0: <laughs> I, know I know it, I know it, I know it. It's not a game with her, you know. It's not a game, dog. So it's like... <laughs> But those are a couple of things that
2: happen when (laughs) you start to see those types of things. And again, going back to how you're raised and who raises you, because I grew up listening to that song. I can do bad by myself. I don't need no help to starve to death. Okay. I mean, who does not tell their daughter that? I know I've told.
0: You're damn right. My daughter is going to be the same way. I I get it. I get it. I ain't mad at her like for feeling that. It. I respect it. That's the thing about it. I, I recognize that. That lesson is taught on. with
2: compassion <laughs> because Black women do fall in love with potential. We do that all the time. You know, we do fall in love with potential. So we mm-hmm. will support and we will stick around until we see that, okay, this is a lost cause. This is not going where we want it to go. (laughs) And then you start to think about all of those things that go back into how you were raised. And then we go back to the submission that you were talking about and go into all of the traditional. And then you just wake up one day and say, hey, this is about love. And it is about your relationship and your expectations. And like you said, your expectations go into what you want people to do for you, which goes into acts of service. And then you have to say, well, how much is too much? And you know what, Harvey?
1: A lot of things have to fail before you right. march your family into that homeless, homeless shelter. shelter. <laughs> I mean, where is your family? You uh, know,
2: especially
1: when <laughs> in- <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's just Girl, the I point, got, though. I mean, I, mean, I, though.
0: But I, you I just remember reading do, to
2: put things into perspective.
0: I remember reading. You know, reading.
2: he couldn't go
1: home to his mother. Well, no, I yeah, mean, we're not going
2: <clears> even go as far as that. But, um, you know, just just because I want this to be a fair conversation, I work at a school where a lot of women take care of their men.
1: We wouldn't have it any other way, baby. Uh, it don't happen. You at know, this you house. get you get the section eight, and then we got a place to stay. We can move our, our parents out. And we can park our, our Chevy on twenty twos in front of your house.
0: <laughs> man? It's funny how, like, in, in um the the book Warriors Don't Cry is about um one of the young ladies that was in the uh, uh, Little Rock Nine, Arkansas, integration school, and she talked about how her. her father, you know, he lost his employment when they tried to integrate the schools, and when he lost his employment, they had to move in with her grandmother mother's mother and her grandmama just nagged the hell out of that man for not having a job, not until he left. You know, <laughs> you see what I'm going with this shit, and that's the problem, right?
1: So the grandma stepped in and was like, "You got my baby out here living back here at home." <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and that's the shit. What Nike say, Harvey? That's a
0: slippery slope. That's the shit.
1: <laughs>
0: it's a slippery slope, dog. You know, and it's like That's like y'all have just made history. You know,
1: like you keep going in the goddamn refrigerator. You ain't got a job, man.
0: You know, I remember being in grad school. I remember being in grad school and I remember asking my wife's father, um, you know, could I marry or whatnot? And I remember him saying, he said, you're going to get a job one day, aren't you? (laughs) But I did have a job before I went to grad school. But I get it, man. It's like, you know, we live again them people remember whether they talked about it or not. You you say just get past it, Lenny. It ain't just that simple. Them people remember when them people just got their door knocked on or just got snatched up. They remember that shit. And and and, and that security blanket is important. You know, who going to get me out of this misery? And so many women and, and men, for that matter, have put up with some things they'd rather not talk about just because it promised them an opportunity to get away from the misery. And and some people pretended it was love. I think we're just now getting to the point where you can pretend to, to be invested in this conversation is what I'm trying to say. I don't think we've had an opportunity to get here until recently. And I don't think many of us really understand what it means to be able to pick and choose your partner like this and make a conscious decision about loving somebody. And investing in these love tank, <laughs> uh, uh, five languages to right. even give a shit but about
2: one hundred percent. Um, I mean th- that that is definitely a thing, and it's all wrapped up in the oppression of race, uh, gender. I mean, we're we're really just coming out of a time when women were able to even get a job. And so you found yourself, if you were a married woman, you were basically in bondage because where were you going to go? Where could you go? You, I mean, your husband was. Cold cold world. Somebody
0: chose you, cold world. No fucking (laughs) wrong.
2: But there were stories, and there were people. Um, so you know, it kind of just depends on your luck in life. Um, I guess I'll just call it your luck in life because I say it to Lenny all the time. I am so blessed to have had the childhood that I had. I'm so blessed to have had the parents that I had. Um, and it was idyllic by no means. You know, my parents divorced. It was.
0: But could you, could you imagine if it was just that simple that either the man was going to come to your dad and buy you or provide something for you to say that you could go, or you'd be stuck yeah, with your but parents also, that so, <laughs> that
2: was
0: but also, those the only two options. About- that mister was going at to show that, up one day at, at that
2: time, though, <laughs> even the person who was going to purchase you, they had a little bit more decency than the people right now. I mean, going into that contract of marriage. I mean, and we just watched a documentary not too long ago about arranged marriages and things like that. And those marriages, you know, that love turned into that a-
1: that arrangement yeah, the, yeah
2: to a a genuine love that some people don't even have no no
1: no I you know and it. that goes back to the beginning when I he said it. the love starts when the in love stops so in those arranged marriages that i don't think that was ever a in love's uh phase so the love
2: to that, be together is a mindset Yeah, it it was a choice. Your mindset was was a little bit different, and I don't want to get too far away from our acts of service, but I know that we did kind of touch on the fact that, uh, you know, you started to talk about you know how much is too much, and the subtitle says doormat or lover. And so I feel like you can get caught into a trap if, you know, acts of service is someone's love language and you end up just doing all of these acts of service, you know, all the time. You start to feel like maybe you are the doormat for someone.
0: Mm, 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 mm.
2: So I, I think maybe if it's male or female, you know, Nobody wants to be No used for be for used. nothing. For I mean, you don't want to be objectified. You don't want to be uh that person's housekeeper. You don't want
0: I mean, All I do is take out the trash. That's all I do, yeah, is take you know, out the yeah. damn trash. You don't want to be
2: the person <laughs> who is always cooking. You know like I'm I'm responsible for cooking every, every meal that everyone eats in this house Are every y- day. Do you
1: not like that? Would you like for me to cook sometimes?
2: Lenny, I don't cook for everybody every day.
1: Oh, I thought you said you don't want to be the one that's responsible for always cooking.
2: I'm not, but I'm saying who does? Who would want to be that person? That's
1: your thing, but
2: you're not You're not doing it as an
1: act of love. You're doing it so your family can survive. So like the, the thrust is different, you know?
2: It's- it is if that's why you're doing it. But if you have a spouse or a mate who is making that your job and your responsibility, at some point you feel used because it's only you. Yeah,
0: I said it all the time, but y'all gonna eat them leftovers tonight. Damn it! I cooked yesterday. Gonna eat them leftovers
1: tonight. <laughs> at the end of the chapter in, in his book, he ha- he gives some advice for those of you that struggle with acts of service. He says consider serving someone or something your spouse loves. An older relative caring tentatively for a pet or a favorite cause. Number two, print a note card with the following. Today I will show my love for you by dot, dot, dot. Complete the sentence with a task you know your spouse will love for you to do. Ask your spouse to make a list of 10 things he or she would like for you to do during the next month. While your spouse is away, get the children to help you with some of the acts of service for him or her. And then you could also work when your spouse is away for a long period of time. If your request to your mate comes across as nags or put downs, try to write them down in words and be less offensive to them. Mm -hmm. Try, try,
2: try to be less offensive to them. You have more
1: money than time. Hire someone to do the acts of service that neither you want to do to put together that, Entertainment system or all them boxes that you ordered from uh Amazon that needs to be put together, mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that for you, baby. Mm-hmm.
2: Or call somebody over here to clean up the house.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do that.
2: Yeah.
1: Hey y'all, I'm sorry. I think I'm flexing on y'all, but I got me a good one. Ain't that mm-hmm. right, baby? A mm-hmm. good one. I got me a mm-hmm. good <laughs>
0: one. <laughs> <Hey>. I, got-
1: <laughs> I, got- I got me a I good
2: one. <laughs> My
1: <laughs> that bring give me some other uh-uh. that brings me into my fifth one your, fa-
2: your favorite physical touch physical touch <laughs> <laughs> and you know what y'all
1: I thought physical touch was gonna be my first love language but it's not it's just the most enjoyable love language it says number five physical touch of the five senses touching unlike any other four is unlimited to one localized area of the body. Tiny tactical receptacles, receptacles are located throughout the body. And when those receptacles are touched, oh, receptors. Sorry, baby. The word is receptors. Oh, yeah. why, don't you, why don't you read it again?
2: Okay, sure. Let's go ahead and do this again. So, the power of touch. Of the five senses, touching, unlike the other four, is not limited to one localized area of the body. Tiny tactile receptors neck, are located <laughs> throughout the body. When those receptors are touched or pressed, nerves carry impulses to the brain. This is the brain.
1: All you gotta do is
2: put your back into the it. brain. Don't stop. It goes to it, the it. brain. The brain interprets these impulses, and we perceive that the thing that touched us is warm or cold hard or soft. It causes pain or pleasure. We may also interpret it as loving or hostile.
1: Physical touch is not always sexual. No, it is not. I like when he said, when your your family comes over and I'm standing next to you and you put your hand on my waist or your hand on my shoulder to show them that this is the man that I'm with. And he has my attention, Now, mm. Little stuff Dog, like that. When you don't a, do stuff like that, you can, you can.
0: I've learned that lesson the hard way. <laughs> when you don't put your hand on somebody's shoulder and let somebody recognize, yeah, that's a that's a statement too.
1: And uh, no, dig a little deeper into that, Harvey. Don't just leave that. Hey, man, it, is, it
0: is what it is, man. Like when people when you don't communicate to somebody something, Mm -hmm. you are communicating something. Mm -hmm. When you
1: write cuts off the reservoir, that sends one of the most powerful messages to a man Mm -hmm. out of all these love languages. Because you go from category of being in an intimate relationship to a friendship. And I have this saying, what's the difference between a friend and somebody that you're intimate with, or a girlfriend or a wife, and that's Stop. the intimacy. <laughs> once you take that away, you, I mean, your friends know your deepest secrets. Y'all can go to the movies together. Y'all can spend quality time. Y'all can give each other compliments. Y'all can do everything else but that intimacy. That is it. So once the intimacy is gone, y'all go from being a couple. I was talking about when you don't show...
0: That, that physical touch is communicating something sometimes. It's not just the feeling. It is the imagery sometimes. And it's the message that comes along with the touch. And so, like, when you see somebody holding hands, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that person feels the two hands together. It's quality time that person's with you. But it's also a visual communicated to someone else that these two people are together. And when you don't provide a person with an opportunity to have that visual, you're communicating to them, too, that you don't love them, you know? And that's that's, why, that's what I was talking about.
1: I won't talk about being cut off. <laughs> or you don't let them hoes know that you with her. You can kind of be fair game, or they think you fair game, or they think y'all together, but it ain't really as strong as what it seems. I mean, yeah, and so that that touch sends a message.
0: Like, yeah, no, we together? Yeah, that touch is that touch talking.
1: Teresa, I would like for you, I would like for you to speak more into this because this is your least love language, and this is the one that you and I discuss a lot.
2: Oh well, I don't really know what you would like for me to say other than the point that I should clarify that physical touch is not the least it's in my love language. It falls very low in my love language because yeah, it is the least because of the same reason that words of affirmation are there. Um, because I do not equate love with touch or sex or any other thing uh, because I have seen so many people involved in physical touch that didn't really care about each other. So it's not a, it's not real to me. So just because someone touches you or just because they want to touch you, or just because they're expressing that they want to touch you, it doesn't, it doesn't equate to love for me.
0: Mm -hmm. That's a slippery slope. And you gotta always respect who you are in spaces when it comes to physical touch. I know with the book, you know, the conversation is more focused on a spouse and, uh, you know, the loving relationship. But in, in all types of spaces, you have to recognize the context. And I know for me, physical touch is cool, but it's not cool. Like I, but in a sensual way, like when it comes to neck rubs, massages, those kind of things, yeah, you, you, you need that in your life. And it's like, where do you get that? And like, how do you carve out time for that? and 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 that is where stuff gets weird and tricky when those things are quote unquote intimate
2: right and and that's when the relationship and the language speaking comes into play because there'll there will be times that you know physical touch is very low on on the list because there are other things that are not being met or other languages that need to be spoken that are not being spoken. So that is, it's just not there. It's just not on the radar. Not that it can't be, not that you are, you know, opposed to it, but it's just not there based on those other languages that you're trying to speak and then somebody is speaking physical touch to you. and It was hard for me at one point to try to explain to Lenny, like, this is what I'm trying to explain to you. But then when we read this book, I think that he was able to see it in print and say, "Okay, you know, that makes sense. But even before we read this book together, um, I mean, we, we both had basic knowledge of the book and basic knowledge of the love languages. But we started to actually dissect everything and say, well, this is why your attitude changed at this point in the afternoon. You know, and this is why you started to talk to me in this way as opposed to the way that you were talking to me in the morning. And we're able to actually look at exactly when, you know, we started communicating in a in a way that was not productive or healthy for either of us based on how our needs were being met or as the author would say how our love tanks were being filled or depleted because i would say that at some point you even get some of that love that's in there sucked out by some of the things that are going on Mm -mm -mm.
0: and that's the problem that is the problem in a capitalistic society you're going 100 miles an hour. You ain't got time to think about the other person's well-being, man. This shit is hard. You don't even mean no harm. You don't even mean no it harm. By it. But before you know it, all the things you got to do have taken all your love tank, have, have drained your love tank, <laughs> your love tank on E because you had to do the white man's bidding all day.
2: And wanted- even when you take that out. You know, and I know Lenny has something that he wants to add because this is right. his favorite.
1: I have to uh, read this, and this is for my friends who scared me uh, into not getting married. One of the things that uh, I made very clear is I didn't want the reservoir to be cut off. I don't care if we're mad. I don't care if we're going through whatever. Don't cut the reservoir off because I've had friends who yeah. uh, who said that, The wedding cake has destroyed the libido in their marriage. So there's a story about Maria and Joe in the book. Joe said, I never told her I wanted to be touched, although I was crying inside for her to reach out and touch me. In our dating relationship, I've always taken the initiative in touching, but she's always been responsive. I felt that she loved me, but after we got married, there was times when I reached out to her physically and nothing. Maybe it was a new job responsibility. She was too tired. I didn't know, but I took it personally. I felt that she didn't find me attractive. Then I decided I didn't even try because I didn't want it to be rejected. So I waited to see how long it would take before she initiated a kiss or a touch or sexual intercourse. Once I waited for six weeks before she touched me at all. I couldn't stand it. My withdrawal was to stay away from the pain I felt when I was with her. Then Maria said, I had had no idea what he was feeling. I knew that he was not reaching out to me. We weren't touching all the time, like when we were dating. But I just assumed since we were married, it wasn't as important to him. I did go weeks without touching him. It didn't cross my mind. I was working, taking care of things at home and trying to stay out of his way. I honestly... Didn't know what else I could be doing. I didn't understand why he wasn't paying attention to me. The thing is, spending time with me is what made me feel loved and appreciated. It really didn't matter whether we hugged or kissed. As long as he gave me his attention, I felt love. Once Joe and Maria discovered that they were not meeting each other's need for love, they began to turn things around. It was like I had a new husband. So what happened was, he was frustrated and he was having an attitude and she had no idea where it was coming from. And it never dawned on her that six weeks went by and there was no action. She thought it was normal. And that's what happens when you don't speak each other's love language. (laughs) And, And I'm just using Joe as Maria, you know, for the listeners. You know, I'm not, not, this not coming from anything personal. Man, six weeks.
0: And I didn't even realize okay. it. I didn't even realize it. You, you just lost me, the whole everything. Okay. What? Listen, man. Mm, 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 mm. It didn't cross your mind for six weeks. Oh, man. Hey man, different strokes, different folks. I guess, man. That's that. That's why I say, man. You know.
2: <laughs> well, I think from uh, I I guess I have to say something for uh, another perspective, and it goes into a lot of what we were saying earlier, and that is, people have their basic needs. They have basic needs. Um, we all go through changes. And I'm not going to argue on who is the stronger sex, the weaker sex, the whatever, blah, blah, blah. We all have a lot going on. Men have a lot going on. Women have a lot going on. Uh, We just life. Harvey, you've mentioned several times about us living in a capitalistic society and all of the rigors that come with that as well as the stress and uh, how it affects the family, especially the Black family. So when you put all of that into context and you have all of this going on and all of the pressure and responsibility that falls on the Black woman, Black mother, Black wife, Black whatever, and trying to meet everyone's needs and you get down to it, it's, it's not unimaginable that you would fall asleep at any particular time, you know, and somebody else might be expecting another need right. to be met from you. I mean, that, that is not something that you know, will fall that you that you're even consciously thinking about at at any particular moment. So you do find yourself in a predicament of, oh my God, one more person to have to take care of. And then at that point, even you might even feel remorseful about it in the beginning, but then you might also become resentful too after a certain point, because then you start to say, who is feeding into me, pouring into me? Where does my respite come? Where does my love come? So the best thing I guess would be for two people to both have, you know, physical touch, as their love language that would that would work better because then you're both kind of pouring into each other because you need each other to get rid of that stress and to be able to say this is how I show you that I love you but if that's not the love language that you speak then you're really not even thinking about it and you don't see it as a big deal um at that particular time, especially when somebody goes to complaining about it, because then you're like, oh, my God, you're are you really complaining about that in everything else that I did on yesterday? So that becomes a um, source of contention in, in a marriage. And I can see how that would happen.
1: Hey, I would just want to jump right quick into the next chapter and then we're going to circle back and give the next chapter a proper introduction. But it was it's, uh, very indicative to what my wife is saying. Um, It says for the female, sexual desire is, is far more influenced by her emotions. If she feels loved and admired and appreciated by her husband, then she has a desire to be physically intimate with him. But without the emotional closeness, she may have little physical desire. Her biological sex drive is closely tied to her emotional need for love. Because the male is physically pushed to have sexual intercourse to release on somewhat a regular basis, he may automatically assume that it's his primary love language. But if he does not enjoy physical touch at other times and non-sexual in a non-sexual way, it may not be his love language at all. Sexual desires is quite different from his emotional need to feel love. That doesn't mean that sexual intercourse is unimportant to him. It's extremely important. But sexual intercourse alone will not meet his need to feel love. And I just thought that that kind of goes into what my wife was saying. So when you. If you're not meeting all the other needs and you just want to come into bed and release and poke, poke, poke and release. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's not gonna work. That's make buddy. America great and, again. Uh, <laughs> and I can, <laughs> unless that's your
0: wife's let's love, let's make language. America great
1: again, buddy. What you He's trying to find me? What somebody that, that's that love language? Oh, yeah, y'all. My wife, uh, my, my wife, you know, since she likes to give gifts, I told her she needs to go to one of them third world countries and get one of them fine chicks and move oh, in. I so when she ain't in the mood, like, go to the next room and then, you know, to kinda of release the you know acts of service, yeah, right? Acts
2: of service. Right. So you do not have to
1: worry about mm-hmm. all that. I don't have to worry I mean, about any
2: of that. It's a capitalist a
0: society. I mean you, gonna... you, you out service everything else. I
2: mean, <laughs> okay, Harvey, it really okay. But it's it's gonna be some other things that go along really with nice. that too, but I'm not so sure he But wants that's let called those, human trafficking, my
0: friend. Food. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily wanna wanna do that.
2: No, no 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 no, no. we're gonna get him a
1: give
0: her her Uh, a place to stay you make it it sound yeah but does she want to be does she want to be screwing you do you know that she wants to be screwing you like how do you how do you know that she wants to to be screwing you how do you
1: how do you know
0: that you sound so that's the same thing
1: hey
2: man listen everything
1: got a price
2: oh my slippery slope slippery slope buddy (laughs) Donovan, can you help me out? He your 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 Slippery line brother slope. is killing me. Oh, I I did. I, I opened his mind and the door. I'm just going to let him have that whole situation. It's not going to look good for him at the end, but I mean, hey. So, we are discovering our primary love languages. And I know that we've gone through this entire book and, you know, we kind of have an idea of what we are and, uh, you know, we talked about words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service and physical touch. And for me, like um, acts of service was way, way up there. And uh, my receiving gifts was way up there. And the the most important for me is the gift of presence. So, you know, not the money is just, you know, having that person gift me their time and being there for me when I need them, which, of course, kind of blends into quality time. And the reason why, of course, I said I do not like words of affirmation is because I grew up thinking uh, talk is cheap. And physical touch is also a lie. I mean, to me. As
1: I, you grew up, dudes running game on you.
2: They didn't run game on me, which oh, try was to the run thing. Game right. You. I always, I've always had men try to approach me, talk to me, and you know, tell me all kind of things that I knew were not true. You know, they sell trying to sell me a dream, and you know, let's be personal. When I met you, I didn't let you buy me anything. The night I met you, you mm-hmm. kept, you know, can I buy your drink? Can I take you this? Can I get you this? And I said, no, because I do not like to allow men to purchase things for me because I'm not going to give them anything in return unless I have decided that I'm going to give them some of my time. So that's how that worked. I mean, you know, but look, you're here.
1: I don't quit. (laughs) (laughs) Persistence.
2: Right. So, and and basically, you had to spend no money, none. Shit. I mean, now you do, yeah. but back then you didn't. So, <laughs> um, so Lenny, are you going to talk to us about exact what your love languages are and why you why you think that they are what they are?
1: All right. So, in um, in chapter nine, discovering your primary love language, uh, Marcus was still talking about his wife not giving uh, giving him some. So he kind of looked at Mark and he asked him a question. He said, Let me ask you this. If Alicia was meeting your sexual needs, that is, if you was having quality sex sexual intercourse as often as you desire, but she was giving you negative words, making crucial remarks, sometimes putting it down, uh putting you down in front of others, like by saying go deeper, and you know you can't go deep and telling her friends that you're not hitting it right. <laughs> now, would that make you feel terrible? <laughs> Marcus said, hell yeah, that'll make me feel terrible. it make me want to slap that. B-. And then he said, I think we just covered your primary love language. It's not physical touch. It's words of affirmation. So I guess in, in this chapter is in order for this book to work, you have to accurately pinpoint your primary love language, how the love language can hurt us what is your primary love language? What makes you feel most loved by your spouse?
2: And the other thing that was very, I don't know, it just, it jumped out at me when I read it. And it says each of the love languages is vulnerable to insincere manipulation. And that's, pretty much what I've been saying the whole time with Lenny when I said, I don't do talk. I don't do touch. I don't, because to me, it was insincere manipulation of other people that I saw. And I mean, I would see people growing up that were in high positions and, you know, even high positions in the church that would try to talk to me when I was a teenager or a very young adult, people that I have felt like were you know pillars of the community so it made me say just cuz people talk just cuz people want to touch you you know that insincere manipulation is what your love is not trying to hear so you are very sensitive Um, based on who you are to all of those things that people throw at you. And that's why you dismiss a lot of what people send your way, even if it's can be sincere, because I don't think that Lenny would try to, well, I take that back. I do think you would try to manipulate me for certain things, but for the most part, I think that he's, you know, honest and, um, that he's sincere in telling me things about him to get me to love him the way he wants to be loved
1: i hope you enjoyed please tune in next week as we wrap up the five love languages also our next book will be trevor noah's born a crime remember to subscribe leave us a five-star rating comment and share with a friend